Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Plant-Centered and Thriving. My name is Ashley, and today I'm here with Katie. Hello. Hello. And we are going to talk about what happens or what you can do, what you should do, what you could do when you're plant-based or vegan or vegetarian, and you accidentally have something that doesn't align with how you eat. So let's say you're plant-based or you're vegan and you have an animal product or a piece of meat makes its way into your dish and you eat it and you're like, Oh shoot. You know? So we're going to talk about what to do and what sparked this podcast idea was actually from another listener. And I'm going to read what she had to say. So she says, it's great. She's like, I just wish I could somehow not be so emotional about basically this topic sometimes. And then here's what she says. And I quote, I literally cried last week because I found out the burger I used to love from near my hometown, the famous wild rice burger had egg in it. And then she goes on to say, I was so sad. And so she basically went on to talk to me just about how she had an emotional reaction and she was really sad and she cried. It was just a really upsetting experience for her. And I know that this listener is not the only person. Maybe you've experienced this. I know I've experienced it. Katie, what about you? Yep, it happened. (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) Katie, I remember I ordered a uh, burrito bowl from a famous, you know, fast food chain and I ordered the sofritas and I was eating it. It was really tasty. But then as I was eating it, I was like, this is a very strange texture, something I hadn't had before. And the more I ate it, I was like, oh, this is, this is definitely meat. And so I spit it out to be very frank. And I was like, yep, I'm definitely eating some chicken right now. And kind of what I did was just like, okay, that was put there by accident. It was a total mistake. I had no idea. It blended in very beautifully (laughs) into the sofritas and I kind of went about my way, but I know that that's not the same response for everyone. Katie, what's your experience been like with this? So I had a similar experience where I ordered a kind of a shredded kind of mixed salad and it came naturally with chicken and um, I told them no chicken and I don't think they wrote that down or they didn't <laughs> that far. And, um, but everything was like, it was like a really like, um, everything was really diced really small. And so same thing, I started to eat it and I'm like, this doesn't taste quite right. Or there's like kind of a familiar, a familiar taste that, uh, let me just start doing an investigate. And so as I kind of was paying attention a little bit more and kind of, you know, using my fork to kind of spread everything out, like, and so I asked the waiter and he felt really bad. And, uh, you know, we were all upset about it, but, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, you know, that, you know, accidents happen, right? Like we're, none of us are perfect. And, but I can understand, uh, it was definitely early in my transition and I had several years of being vegetarian. So with, with no meat touching my lips. So having that kind of surprise is, uh, you know, it can be emotional. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can be emotional. It can be kind of frustrating. It can be maybe disappointing. I feel like depending on where you're at on your journey or how strongly you feel about eating meat, not eating meat, it, it, there's some sort of reaction that takes place. And there's another story that we wanted to share with you as well. Someone else had an experience that they wanted to share, and this is what they had to say. So she goes, quote, today I went out for lunch to a local buffet. There were so many choices. So I picked my veggies and salads and began eating. And as I was eating, I noticed I was chewing something with a familiar texture, but it wasn't a vegetable or anything similar. Only after I swallowed it, did I realize that it had been a small piece of chicken mixed into the salad that I had picked. Mm-hmm. I'm a religious vegetarian and I would not deliberately eat any animals whatsoever. So I just continued eating like nothing had happened. I was more attentive after this and check every piece in my plate for any like meat residues, but I still ate freely. I didn't have a bad conscience about it. I did nothing wrong. It was there by accident. If I would have wanted it, I would have taken from the large trays where they have meat and all that kind of stuff. That little piece of chicken even proved to me further how I don't need meat. It might taste good, but I just don't need it. It's not worth it. It's funny, Katie, because this is another chicken experience. I had a chicken experience. You've had a chicken experience. This person sharing had a chicken experience. And what's interesting too is I know this has happened in so many forms. I, a lot of vegans and plant-based people joke about milk powder being in everything. And I know I've been duped by milk powder multiple times after I remember this one instance where I was buying this gluten-free flour and I, I loved it. It was phenomenal. I end up buying, I end up going through like one and a half packages and then someone asked to borrow some. And before I get, you know, gave them any, I looked at the package, just like double check the ingredients to make sure it was okay for them. And I was like, are you kidding me? There has been milk powder in this gluten-free flour blend this whole time. And I had no idea. Darn you milk powder. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's really common. Like some of the really crazy ingredients, like that doesn't say, you know, specifically whey or milk or something. Like sometimes you'll come across something you're like, well, I don't know. I don't even know how to spell that. And, you know, if you do a little bit of research, you find out that it's, you know, an animal-based product or something. And just like you posted about the marshmallows, a lot of people don't know that gelatin is not vegan. Some sugars are not vegan. So it just depends on how, what you personally find is something that you want to want to eat, something that you want to avoid. And I think you kind of, once you've been doing it for a while, you may kind of fall into this kind of, uh, uh, a false sense of kind of security. We're like, yes. okay, I know what, what to look out for. And that's what happened with me in the salad. You know, normally, especially like when I was like super, super new, I would like check everything like very like diligently. Uh, and so if I had been paying more attention, uh, you know, maybe I would have caught it a little bit sooner. So sometimes, you know, sometimes things get, get overlooked and especially people that choose to go plant-based or vegan or vegetarian for the animals, you know, once they've stopped kind of ingesting that and you take that in for the first time, you know, there's some, like you said, there's emotional response, guilt, give yourself grace and kind of know that that is probably going to be part of most people's journey where we have, you know, an oops here. And, uh, it wasn't that we sought out to eat meat for that meal. It was just something that accidentally ended up on our plate. And, uh, you know, how do we deal with that? 
Absolutely. I mean, it's really like any other accident. If you think about Katie, like I think of my nieces playing t-ball softball and a ball accidentally going out of bounds and hitting a car and like denting the hood or breaking the windshield a little bit. I mean, that truly was an accident. Like she didn't mean to do that. Just like for the most part, I know this isn't 100% every circumstance, but when you do find an animal product in your dish, especially when eating out, it wasn't put there on purpose. It was just an accident more than likely. And this is all under the assumption too, that you're not allergic to these things that you're eating. Cause that is, that's a whole different level of scariness. If it is something that, you know, that it's going to bother you to, you know, an nth degree, you can always say like, I have a dairy allergy instead of I'm vegan. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, as we were doing research for this, Katie, I know you brought out this comment from Instagram and it was another kind of similar experience of someone just saying that she's really trying hard to not beat herself up for something that's, you know, quote, not ideal, um, with like a plant-based diet or something like that. And I think that that kind of summarizes it and we have some more responses, but that summarizes it so beautifully in that really do not beat yourself up if you eat something that doesn't align with your diet, because it truly was an accident more than likely on your part, or in some situations like Katie and I have talked about where, you know, maybe we get a little too comfortable with nutrition labels and we just happen to trust what it is that we're buying and not double check the labels, which I'm still very guilty of. (laughs) You know, we're all, we're all busy, right? So I've been vegetarian for about 11, 12 years, and I went vegan several times before the last time. And the reason that I kind of fell off the wagon was just like this something I accidentally ate something or, uh, I had like a little piece of cheese or something like that. And I went down kind of like a shame spiral. So Mm. I was internally beating myself up for kind of, I felt like that undid all the work that I had done. And I use it as an excuse to be like, well, I ruined it. So I guess I'm not a vegan anymore. Like kick me out of the club because I ate a piece of cheese and, uh, I don't deserve to live anymore. <laughs> uh, so now I'm just going to, I'm just going to quit. And I use it as an excuse to be like, okay, well not perfect. Wasn't a hundred percent fail F big fat F with red ink. <laughs> and you know, that's literally how I saw it in my head and, you know, use that as an excuse to kind of go back to eating in a way that just didn't align with me. And I, you know, there's lots of byproducts to that. For me, I gained weight, uh, food did not make me feel good. And again, it's kind of like a part of a vicious shame spiral. I was doing these kind of self-destructive habits because I was so ashamed for falling off the wagon. And so I really want to pass that along to people that not to use that as an excuse to just be like, I quit. Right. Yep. Because we do the best we can with what we have in that moment, right? Yes. Uh, and it's just a moment. It's If it's a bite, if it's a meal, if we're on vacation and you don't have the resources, anything like that, you do the best you can. And if that's not, if it's 98%, geez, that's better than zero. <laughs> <laughs> so give yourself that grace and realize that we've all been there and- if this is a way of life that makes you feel good and makes you feel good about yourself and good about the environment or um, whatever your why is for doing this, 
you know, don't let one little slip up or one little accident that someone else did, let it undo everything that you, you know, have worked for or all the, all the good that you've done. Don't let that tarnish it or ruin it. It's just one little incident. And instead of quitting, you can kind of learn from it. Okay. How can I prevent this from happening in the future? What can I do to get back on the wagon? How can I fix this? So instead of using it as an excuse to quit, use it as a learning experience to try to get back to where you were. Yes. That was somebody else's piece of advice when we were kind of researching this topic was just make a note of it. So you avoid sort of that situation again. So whether it's double checking your food or double checking an ingredient. And then also Katie, you had said this yesterday when we were working on social media was that when you're striving for perfection in eating plant-based or vegan or whatever it is eating, however it is you eat, when you strive for perfection, it's a race that you will never win. And you will be full of disappointing moments that will make you not want to continue on the journey because it's no fun when you're constantly, like you said, in this shame spiral of beating yourself up for mistakes or accidents that are more than likely bound to happen because we're human and we make mistakes. Right. And that pressure I think comes from, you know, we're just kind of in that society. I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but I definitely feel like this where everything is, you got to pick a side, right? And if you don't pick a side, you're not a part of it. Like you're part of the problem, right? If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And I think when you're talking about human behavior, there's so much history and nuance and, you know, it's all gray. You know, we're all very, this culture is kind of like very 50, 50, this side or this side, pick one. Right. And when you're talking about human behavior, it's just a lot of gray. And I think especially, and I love the vegan community. I love everybody that's listening. Um, but we just have a, we have a tendency as a community to be that way, to be, if, if they're not completely on, uh, you know, if they haven't completely transitioned, then, you know, it's not good enough. It's, you can do better, you know, that type of thing. And I just think, us as a community, we can do better about making sure that expectations are realistic for people because, you know, people come from all different walks of life. People have, you know, people are working three jobs. People are dealing with COVID. People are dealing with chronic disease. People have multiple children. I don't know why, but they do. (laughs) No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) um, But, (laughs) but, you know, we all come from different walks of life. So we just have to allow people the chance to get a hold of, you know, behavior change is hard. Quitting smoking, starting to exercise, you know, introducing these new things are hard. Uh, And so, especially when we're talking about changing how we eat that uh, a lot of us, you know, I started when I was, I don't know, uh, I guess early thirties. So, I mean, that's three decades of habits and to just change that overnight. I just don't think those expectations for other people and for myself is, I just don't think that's attainable all the time. And I totally applaud the people that can do that. And a lot of people, we hear that a lot. Like I watched these documentaries and I was like, heck no overnight. That's all the motivation or all the reason that they needed. And they're like, never again. Like I applaud those people, but everybody is not like that, you know? And so I, again, I think 
95% is better than 0%. <laughs> uh, and I just think giving people the time and support to make those changes. And that's while you're looking in the mirror too. give yourself time to adjust, because I think that's how it's going to be uh, for a lot of people. That's how we're going to make it sustainable and how we're going to make it fun and exciting because if it's a chore, who wants to do those? <laughs> yes. Amen to that. <laughs> but you're right. And I think, I think too, Katie sharing stories like this, like thinking about the story that we shared in the beginning of the person who had the wild rice burger and ended up having egg in it after she'd had it multiple times. I think what's also helpful is sharing these types of stories is like, oh, wow, that happened to you. Hey, this happened to me. Or I remember posting on social media, this was a couple of years ago, this almond cheese that I had been eating. And again, I, it was in the vegan sec, quote, vegan section and I bought it and I bought it multiple times and it ended up having, I think it was whey or casein, one of those types of ingredients, a milk derivative in it. And I posted about it on social media and so many people responded like that same cheese has duped me as well. Like I've been there too. And so I think also like sharing these types of stories just like normalizes it a little bit. And also too, it makes people who, who do have that emotional reaction and who, who do beat themselves up. Cause I know I've been there as well, feel a little bit better because you're not alone. It does happen. And they are accidents. Yeah. hundred percent. You're not alone out there. It happens to all of us. <laughs> it's true. And so in doing some research for this as well, someone had responded so beautifully. And this is what they had to say about accidentally having an animal product when that's not what aligns with your diet. And they go on to say, it was just an accident. It's not like you did it on purpose. So there's no reason to beat yourself up about it. And I think that's, again, kind of summarizes what you said too, Katie, of like, there, there really is like beating yourself up about it actually makes the situation so much more worse than what it, than what it actually is. And so like Katie said, the more that you can extend yourself that grace, the more that you can talk kindly to yourself and kind of zoom out of this situation that just happened and look at the bigger picture as a whole and just be like, okay, it was an accident. It was there by mistake or shoot. I could have maybe checked the label and I didn't, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think that goes for anything in life, right? Like yeah, getting upset to the point where you, your internal narrative is just a bully and, you know, just ragging on yourself. This is some inner work that I've had to do because <laughs> my, my inner bully was strong at one point. <laughs> so I think when you look in the mirror, you want to be happy with that person and uh, you want that relationship with that person to be strong. So think about, uh, and Ashley taught me this because she's so wonderful. So if you're talking to yourself and beating yourself up, would you, is that how you would respond to your best friend when she made a mistake? No, right? Uh, you, would never, you would never say that to your best friend or to your sister or to your mom if they made a mistake, right? Uh, so why the heck would you do it to yourself? <laughs> so think about that and just be like, okay, how would, what would I say to my best friend if she was struggling with, with this, where she accidentally ate something that she didn't align with her? Uh, you know, what would I say? And that's what you need to say when you look into the mirror, you need to, mm. you want to treat that person with love and care and kindness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. It makes the world of difference when you're able to catch those maybe negative or critical thoughts coming up 
catch them and try to reframe them or stop them as best as possible. And like you said, okay, how would, how would I speak to my mom or my best friend right now? Cause I'm sure as you sure as heck wouldn't beat them up for beat, not, not physically beat them up, but beat them up for, you know, making a mistake or having an accident. Going back to the original story from the listener, what, what can you do if you're in a situation like that? You've been to a restaurant multiple times. You've had this delicious wild rice burger and you find out it has egg in it. And you're really bummed because you really enjoyed going there. And Katie created some tips for us that I think are just phenomenal. And one of them is if you are in that situation, just see if they'll make it vegan for you. I mean, it does not hurt to ask in that type of situation. So just double check like, oh, hey, could, could you sub flaxseed for egg in this burger? Or maybe you just try it and see if it's good. You know, chefs in restaurants are usually willing to go above and beyond to make their customers happy. So it never hurts to ask when you're in a situation like that. What do you think, Katie? Absolutely. Especially now with COVID, like restaurants are doing anything. They're like pulling out all the stops to try to make sure customers are coming back. And I think a lot of times when we kind of join the vegan or plant-based community, we feel like restaurants don't want us there. Like a a typical restaurant, like a non-vegan traditional restaurant. Um, We feel like we are an outsider that we don't belong. That is part of your community. We are all part of the same community. So if we don't ask, they don't know the demand is there. If we kind of stick to kind of our vegan, uh, you know, little uh, you know, picking, picking our side, if we kind of stick uh, to the outskirts, uh, which don't get me wrong, love my vegan restaurants. Um, <laughs> but if we don't reach out and try to uh, let them know that, you know, the expectations are, if there's no vegan options, I ain't coming. They're going to try to do their best to try to keep us there. Restaurants are part of the hospitality industry. They love people. That's why they do what they do. They love food. They love being creative. And I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but uh, a few years ago in the triangle, they have this kind of uh, triangle adventure team or whatever. And they go every month and I'm not sure if they do it anymore, but they go every month to different restaurants and they just sell tickets and the chef uh, puts together a special menu with a theme or something. And so they had a vegan one, one time. And I was like, sign me up. It was a traditional regular restaurant, no vegan options specifically. And he had two, two items on that menu that was so popular that he put them on his regular menu. And they're two of the most popular items now. So it was like a popcorn dessert with some type of caramel. And it was a, it was a vegan risotto, which is really hard to make. And they were so good. So the fact that that chef had this random thing with like 50 people coming and he made a specifically challenged himself to make a specific vegan three course meal uh, and ends up putting two of those things on his regular menu. And now they're the most popular. I mean, what a great benefit for everybody involved. Right? The <laughs> vegan community, his restaurant, his yeah. normal patrons, you know, they get to experience, oh my gosh, vegan food's actually delicious. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't even need the, you know, whatever comes in regular meat risotto. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was mushroom risotto. That's what it was. Ooh, yum. It was so good. I still dream about that risotto. Oh, um, that sounds good. 
but uh, you know, if he hadn't tried it, he never would have known. So I just think, and a lot of times just in life in general, you, you see a challenge as kind of a brick wall. And I'm like, I'm just going to avoid it. Dad think, okay, how can I knock that thing down and have a little fun, have a little adventure? The worst thing they can say, Hey, do you think you can make this wild rice burger without uh, egg in it. The worst thing they can say is no. Right. Yeah. Then you just go home and try to make it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know you also put that in there, like ask if you can have some sort of recipe and recreate it yourself. And I think that's also a great idea. Like just try and maybe Google, Google it or ask them and make it yourself, recreate it. Cause Hey, it might even be better than what you get at the restaurant. Who knows? Absolutely. I think if you, uh, I think one of the benefits of kind of cooking things yourself is you kind of, it has this additional kind of pride uh, Mm, level to it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I made that. And like I said, restaurants are, if, if you, if they can't accommodate you, uh, I've done this before where I've gotten a recipe from a chef. And uh, a lot of times they're not that crazy. Uh, They're not that complicated. And again, the worst thing that they can say is no. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. So if you're in a situation like Katie and I had also mentioned at the beginning where something is accidentally in your food, or you just didn't check the label, like I said, and I've experienced multiple times and you find out that you've been eating milk powder or whatever it is. So three things that you can do there. And we kind of touched on this, but just to recap, what you can do is really zoom out of the situation, zoom out and kind of look at a whole of what's happening. So in the instance where Katie and I both had chicken in our dishes just tell yourself, remind yourself, this is an accident, zoom out and take a look and approach the situation with curiosity, not judgment. I think that's also really, really important. This goes back to what Katie said, the second thing, which is, okay, how would I respond to this situation? If this was like my best friend telling me what had happened or my mom telling me what had happened and try and respond to yourself in the same manner with the approach of curiosity versus the approach of judgment, because you did nothing wrong. And then the, and then the third thing would be, be basically, and again, this is like in responding to your friend is really don't beat yourself up about it because talking negatively yourself, you know, going down this like shame or guilt spiral, like Katie had mentioned is not helpful. In fact, it makes the situation worse and it makes you feel really poorly about it, which is not, you know, just, just don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Well, and then the whole idea is now, you know, you've experienced the either having chicken randomly in your dish or eating an ingredient that didn't align in like a packaged food. Really these types of situations are learning experiences. So especially for the packaged food thing, now I still am somewhat comfortable, probably too comfortable, but now I'm more likely, especially like with a new gluten-free flour that I might buy to check the label or with a cheese that is in the plant-based section, but doesn't like say vegan at the, you know, on the front, I might just like turn it over and look at the label just to double check. So these are also learning experiences. So viewing them as that way as well can be beneficial. Yeah. You know, you test out, we're all little mad scientists walking around, you know, we test the environment and if it's a good result, we keep doing that. If it's a bad result, oh, okay. We change our behavior, right? Like it's, that's basic behavior 101. So now when I order something that normally comes with me and uh I ask for without it I always double check way more <laughs> diligently like that was a learned 
you know, I had a poor experience and I have to change my behavior to adjust. And, you know, that's what, like I said, we're all little mad scientists walking around and, uh, you know, that's how, that's how we evolve and that's how we survive. (laughs) Um, because if we just keep, keep doing the same thing and, you know, not adjusting, then, uh, you know, we keep repeating the same mistakes. So again, you know, mistake, accident, whatever you want to call it, as long as you're learning from it, I think that's, that's the human response, right? Yep. Yeah. Life is full of learning lessons. That's for darn sure. Katie and I both know that very well. (laughs) Yeah. So many lessons. (laughs) (laughs) But to summarize, even just this whole conversation is you are doing the best that you can with what you have. And I want you to remind yourself of that. You are doing the best that you can. I am doing the best that I can. Katie's doing the best that she can. (laughs) So continue to remind yourself that as well, because this journey, we if you're plant-based transitioning to plant-based vegetarian, vegan, we live in a non-plant-based world. And so we are trying to navigate that the best way possible. And so again, you are doing the best that you can. Yes, you are. And we're so proud of you. And we're so glad that you're here. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes. (laughs) We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.